My name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. Hey everyone, I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I have a physical disability and a crazy, beautiful cowboy limp. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. So this is number 37. You know what today's going to be about, Jonathan? Things that I'm deathly afraid of. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Right? And that is dancing. Mm, okay. I can see that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, before I get into the story, let me just tell you, there's a lot of things I'm not afraid of, namely death. I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of failure because I've had a lot of it. And I'm not even afraid of Bigfoot, right? Because I used to hang out in my backyard waiting (laughs) to meet him, right? Exactly. In in Kansas. So Bigfoot, death, and failure, never afraid. Dancing, deathly afraid. (laughs) That's funny. That reminds me of of a little uh, like skit Jerry Seinfeld would talk about. He he said, you know, the, the number one most feared thing is public speaking. And the second most feared thing is death. So he's like, so if you're at a funeral, you'd rather be in the casket than the guy giving the eulogy. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's pretty fun. That is, I love Seinfeld. I think he's a genius. Yes, he, he is. All right, so let's get into this. Way, 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 way back when, when eight tracks were the thing oh, yeah. and, and vinyl records were around, my mom and dad would have get-togethers at least two times a month mm. on Friday and Saturday, mm. and they'd invite tons of their friends over. Everybody would have fun. Everybody would, you know, have dinner, relax, enjoy, and there'd always be music on so that we could dance, right? Yeah. And as a young kid, man, I had no inhibitions at all. I loved to dance, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I loved it. You know, back when disco was really big and I looked like even more of a dweeb than I do now, right? <laughs> With my little fake gold chain and my, and my like, silk shirt unbuttoned, unbuttoned halfway down. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, right? unbuttoned, yeah, exactly. And I'd get, I'd get on the um, coffee table in our living room or I'd stand in front of the couch and I'd dance as Donna Summer or some BG song was on in the background. Yeah. Right. And I mean, Jonathan, I loved it. And then one day, one of my parents' friends, Pervez, and for those of you out there who say, wow, he's mentioned that name before, you're right. (laughs) He's he's the same guy that told me that I would never be able to afford a Porsche as long as I lived. The same guy. (laughs) Oh, man. Have you you given him many uh, pictures or anything? Uh you know, hey, check this out. <laughs> no, no. You know, my mom and dad still, I guess, know. I'm not sure if they talk to them anymore. Yeah. They still know them. They, they still live in Kansas and they're doing, their health is good and they're doing well. Okay. But besides that, I mean, he was always a jerk to me. Always. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think you said in that other episode, like he, he would like almost always go out of his way to just, you know, kind of rip into you, you know? Yeah, and, and I'm sure if I talked to him today, he'd be like, you took it wrong. I was just trying to build you up and make you strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? But you know, I don't know, man. He was a dick. A, yeah. complete, <laughs> a complete jerk. And I don't know if you should be that way around a 5- to 10-year-old kid. Yeah, That's that, not there, cool. yeah no, there's, there's really no need for that at all. <laughs> right, right. So anyway, I'm dancing away to the Bee Gees or Donna Summer or the Village People or whatever I was dancing to. Yeah, yeah. Right? And after it, everyone's clapping for me. And then Parvez comes over to me and he's like, hey, Hamad, I got to tell you a secret. And he took me to the other room. Right? Okay. All right. So, so I'm like, 
oh my God, is he going to tell me how great I am? <laughs> that I could maybe I could maybe be on solid gold or American bandstand or something. Exactly, right? yeah. And I go to the other room and he's like, I got to tell you something, Ahmad. We're not clapping for you. We're not laughing with you. We're making fun of you. Man. And I'm like, what? And he goes, you look ridiculous. We're making fun of you. Oh, man. That is, that is brutal. It's brutal. But you know why I mentioned that moment? From that very second in my life, something occurred in my mind, like a big red flag went up. Mm. And, and I told myself, you are never going to dance again. Man. Well, well, right? Well, you know what's even crazy, though? Like, you know, he, he brought you in the other room. I mean, I'm sure or most people or, or, or maybe everyone except him, I'm sure they weren't laughing at you. They're just like, look at him. You know, he doesn't even care. He, he loves it. You know, he loves it. They're just like, that's awesome. They're probably wishing they could be like that again, you know? Yeah, and you know, whether they were or were not, I think the whole thing is... I don't think people are laughing at me. I, I think people were celebrating the fact that my parents raised me in a way that I could be that loose and open right. publicly. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So he tells me that I get super deflated. Man. Right? And, and I tell myself, you're not going to dance again. And I got to tell you, man, I held on to that for a very, very long time. Man. And I mean, I don't mean like a couple of years. I mean like several decades. Was that one of the things you wrote on the uh, piece of paper you threw in the fire at the New Year's Eve party? You know what? He, <laughs> Jonathan, refer, Jonathan is referring to the episode where me, my sister, my friend Chale, and uh, Nikki, us three were Nikki at New Year's Goldberg. Eve with Nikki Cat and Adam Goldberg. Yeah. Right? Unfortunately, no, that was not one of the things okay. that I wrote down. I wish it were. So, in my life since, I've only danced a handful of times. And that's sad. Mm. That's so sad. Mm. You know, like, I danced in fifth grade. I danced with my... This is going to sound weird, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> I, I, danced, I danced with my best friend, Pat Martin, in a routine to the musical Oklahoma. The song was Everything's Up to Date in Kansas City. Okay. Right. Yeah. And we had like gun belts on fake ones, of course. Right. <laughs> and, and, and cowboy hats because we grew up in Kansas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was fifth grade and sixth grade. I danced in a routine to with my little sister, Mona, to Michael Jackson's Off the Wall. Nice. Right. At, growing up in junior high, I'd always be the kid that stood against the wall and was deathly afraid to ask any girl to dance. Did, did, any, and girl, I would, did any girl ever come up to you and ask? Oh, every now and then. But you know what? What I would do, to be honest, I'd get in one or two good dances in a four-hour period and be totally satisfied. I'm yeah, like, yeah. wow, so-and-so danced with me. That's awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. So in high school, I blew off dances because, you know, I'm not a dancer, right? Yeah. And and the only other time I danced, honestly, has to be my wedding. Mm. And, even, and even then... I had to, like, build myself up for it. I had to keep saying, look, you're going to have a lot of people watching you on your first dance with your wife. Don't F it up. (laughs) (laughs) So what's really sad about this whole dancing thing is after that guy told me that I looked funny and that people were laughing at me and not with me. Yeah. it, It made me think, and this is horrible, Jonathan, but it made me think, you know what? 
I'm going to stop doing things that I'm not good at, right? Mm, mm. If I'm not good at something, I just won't even do it, right? Yeah. And I held on to that for a couple of years, right? Thankfully, not longer than that, because I realized that I suck at most things. (laughs) (laughs) So I realized, look, look, come on. If you're not going to do things you're good at, you're going to sit in your room a whole lot and do nothing. (laughs) Because you're not very good at a lot of things. So then it just came, uh, I just came to a point where I decided, you know what? Just have fun with your life. Just yeah. enjoy your life, enjoy who you are, and, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of stupid things like dancing because they are stupid things. Mm. Has has anyone ever, like when you're, you know, younger, 12, teenager or something, did anyone ever say something, maybe not like that, but like, hey, Haman, you're really not that good at this, maybe you shouldn't do it, or like, did anyone ever say something like that to you again? You're like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not accepting that, I'm going to keep doing it. No, no. You know, it was the opposite. They said it to me a lot. Right. Mm. But they were friends and they were just saying it to be funny. Yeah. They're like, dude, you realize you suck. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, don't I know how bad I look. Trust me. Don't (laughs) film this because I know how horrible I look at this. Right. (laughs) But I truly didn't care anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it took me, you know, what but did to me, I was probably seven or eight years old. Yeah. And I didn't start dancing again until maybe you know, my 13, 14, 15 year old wow, time yeah, frame. Yeah. So that's, and even then it was only one or two dances in a whole school dance. So six minutes out of four hours. Right. Now, now when you, when you did dance, did that, did those like feelings like thinking, Oh, everyone's going to be laughing at me again. Is that what would, is that what kind of comes, comes back to haunt you? No, you know what? Yes, you're right. But here's how it would happen. I'd be focused on the amazing young girl that would accept my dance. Yeah. Every now and then I would catch a glimpse of friends like laughing at me. And then I realized that my defense mechanism was to also laugh at me. Okay. Because if I I did that, it's just funny. Right. It's just Hamad being funny. Right. Because if I got offended, then it just gets weird. The girl doesn't want to dance anymore. The whole situation becomes awkward. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then like there's a couple of times I was dancing and, and the girl I was dancing with is like, they're laughing at you. And I'm like, I know, isn't that funny? And then we all laugh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Instead of instead of like, hey, they're laughing at you. I know, they're horrible. I wish they would be dead. <laughs> then it would, it, <laughs> would, it would change the whole tone. Yeah, exactly. Right? So it's, it's kind of funny. You know, what about you? Anything that you're afraid of <sighs> that you don't do? I can't rem- I, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever had anyone pull me aside like that. It just was like, you know... Don't do that. You're awful. I can't. I can't really recall any sort of negative reinforcement, if if you will. I don't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, well, you say that, but you haven't driven a car yet, right? No, uh, no, I have actually. Well, no. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you can, not, bring you to Los not, not, not Bring very, you to L.A. Put you in traffic yeah, and start driving. Not very far, but I, I have. <laughs> No, no, that's awesome. You know, one thing, one thing I wanted our listeners to do, and it's something that I have done, mm. and it's really helpful. Take a blank sheet of paper, write down, I am afraid of blank, and then fill in the blank. Mm. Right? Mm. And then under it, under it, write, my birthday is, and then fill in that blank. Okay. 
and then look at that piece of paper and say, my birthday's January 31st. Yeah. So I, so I'd say, I am afraid of dancing. My birthday is January 31st. Mm. Now it's, I'm now it's my mission to take a dance class or to get over my dancing fear before my next birthday. Ah, uh, okay. You, you know what? Uh, there, there was something I was afraid of, but what it, it wasn't due to anyone saying like I couldn't do it or whatever. But after losing my sight, I was I was definitely very afraid of living somewhere other than where I grew up. Or oh wow, really? Or going anywhere else that I had never seen before, because I just I I, I felt um, you you couldn't you, you wouldn't have a compass to know where to go. Exactly, right? I would just feel like I'm in this void, kind of you know. And going back to school, really like that, you know, a take away me getting a degree and all that stuff. That really broke my fear of not ever having seen anything, but still being mobile. You know, I, I could get to any building on the campus, at, you know, by my senior year, or, you know, fourth or fifth year. I could get, get anywhere I, I needed to be at school, no, you know, no matter what building, no matter what room. And that really opened, you know, gave me the confidence I think I needed to, you know, sort of travel in that sense where going to places that I've never seen before. Yeah. And you went back to school a little bit later in life, right? Yeah, so you were yeah. you were a little bit more mature than most kids. Yeah, I was 30 when I went when I was a freshman. So that is awesome. Yeah. Hey, you know, Jonathan, there's other things that I've always been afraid of, you know, namely some of the fathers of my previous girlfriends. <laughs> 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 I'm not kidding when I say this. I am not kidding when I say this. One of my first go- <laughs> one of my first girlfriends. I was sixteen. I think she was fifteen and a half or something. Yeah. Right? And I and I dated her very briefly. Briefly meaning like six or seven weeks. Okay. But I but I remember why that ended, and it ended because I went to go pick her up for a date. Yeah. And her father answers the door, and he's cleaning. I'm not kidding. He's cleaning his shotgun. Oh man. Or his gun. Yeah, like twenty two yeah. or a shotgun or something. Yeah. And he's cleaning his gun and he answers the door and he's like, Tiffany's not gonna go out with you. And I'm like, Oh really? Why not? Because like we had this really strong connection for yeah. like six, <laughs> six weeks. Yeah. And then he, he kinda glanced. he doesn't point it at me, nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. But he just kinda gl- he just kinda glances at his gun and he's like, What do you think? And I'm like, okay. And I remember him just saying, it's time for you to go home, son. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You know, okay, (laughs) sir. All right. And I still, you know, me being a little devious me, there's no texting or cell phones back then. So I had to drive to like a 7-Eleven. You can hop on a payphone. Hop on a payphone (laughs) and and call her house. And I called her house, and of course he picked up. Right, right. right. And she's like, "You think I'm gonna let her pick up right now?" Ah, man, it was just bad. I, I, there's some more to that story, but I'll leave that <laughs> to be left at set. I'll leave the rest out. Yeah. But not not a great experience. So I've been in fear before, of course. But it's weird that when you list your when I list my fears, dancing is always on the top. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah, actually, there was, there was a, a point where I was afraid. I was just telling uh, my wife this the other day. I don't know, remember how the topic came up, but I was at a concert, and I was at a Slayer concert. So people who know of the band Slayer 
their their shows when people are on the floor, you know, they have giant mosh pits and stuff. Right. Pe- people like literally are like breaking people's noses and breaking arms and like they they go completely insane on right. the, on the floor. And so I'm on the floor and I saw the band before them playing. I was right up front grabbing onto the gate because I, I, I can't remember what band it was on top of my head. But I wanted to see that band so bad up close. So I did. But after that band was over, I lost my grip on the gate and I got pushed back into the sea of people. And I said, oh, no, I am right now in the middle of the floor of a Slayer concert. And they're like 10 mm. minutes, they're like 10 minutes away from, you know, they're, they're setting up right now. They're going to start their set in like 10 minutes probably, and I'm going to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I like just I like just darted, and I was just like, I hope I run into a wall. I hope I run into a wall. And I finally, you know, ran into a wall, and I just parked myself there, and I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, whew, I'm safe. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard anyone before say, I darted, and I hope that I run into a wall. And then I did, and I thought, I'm safe. <laughs> God, that's funny. Well, the reason I wanted to mention today's topic is just because I wanted people to know that many fears that you have in your life are generally pretty stupid, and most of it is all in your head. Yeah, yeah. You know, most of it. I mean, there are some legitimate fears that I can't question, but, uh, I mean, the fear of dancing, the way I look at it, I gave up on four decades of having a blast dancing, all because this idiot told me that I looked funny doing it when right. I was a kid. Right, right. And, and and to be mature about it, it's as much my fault as it is his fault, because I shouldn't have let him affect me in that manner. Yeah, 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 that's true. But then again, I was a kid yeah, and stupid. Yeah. And the only difference now is I'm an adult, but still stupid, because <laughs> <laughs> I still don't do it. But on that note, that's what I wanted to share today. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a uh, r- really good stuff. Uh, you you want me to go into uh, toys accessible? Yeah, yeah. Please tell everyone what it is and uh, what they can get from it. All right, so toysaccessible.com, That's a website where there are toys that are guess what made accessible for kids with various disabilities, whether you're blind, deaf, low motor skills. Uh, you're in a wheelchair, learning disabilities, autism, you know, all types of various disabilities. These toys uh, do their, try their hardest to meet the needs of, of kids with these various types of disabilities. So these toys are created with these disabilities in mind. So if you have a loved one or a friend, aunt, cousin, nephew, someone you know or a friend that has a child with any kind of disability, you want to check out toysaccessible.com. Absolutely. And if you want to reach us, please email us at limpingoncloud9.com that is no i'm sorry info at limpingoncloud9.com once more that's info at limpingoncloud9.com that is the number nine and i'd love to hear from you and if you want to ask johnson a question send him an email at that same email address and we will get it to him immediately yeah definitely and so yeah if you want to you know check us on itunes google play stitcher radio youtube uh follow us on twitter like us on facebook uh, we can be found anywhere and everywhere on the interweb. And, you know, thank you all for listening and downloading. And we'll talk to you next episode. See ya.